You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Been looking forward to this all day. Marty, it's good to see you. How are you? I'm fair to middling. Thank you, Johnny. Hello, Bruce. Good day. Huh? Healthy life here. Marvelous. Uh, but it's raining, and it's been raining for quite a while now, maybe seven or eight days. And all of the work I wanted to do on my little boat, my garden, I haven't been able to do. I've just been stuck inside because the weather is absolutely horrible. That's just England, though. Well, yes, but that's why I joined the Army and then the Navy to make sure I spent as little time as possible in this green and pleasant land. And the reason it's green is because it never stops raining. Same for this part of the time of the year. We've been having similar weather. It's been... I think we've had one sunny day, maybe two, um, in the last two weeks. But this time last year, uh, when we were languishing about in lockdown, I managed to build a concrete platform on which to put my man cave, in which I now sit, build the man cave, tidy the garden up, because the weather was absolutely beautiful this time last year, but this year, not so good. Um, And it's all blowing from the west. I think we've got your weather. Yeah, uh, it must be. At least it's not the beast from the east, which two years before that saw us four and a half feet deep in snow, which um, I enjoy snow. It's quite pleasant, but it brought the country to a standstill. We're, we're just not very good with weather. We have such extremes of weather here in the UK, but we're not good with dealing with any of it. Well, it's OK. I mean, there's plenty of hot air coming out of number 10 these days. So, I mean, that's enough to, to melt off any uh, excess accumulation you might have on the ground, right? That would explain the microclimate that London seems to have. Yeah, indeed. All right, uh, I'm going to leave it up to you because we don't get you on, but uh, one sometimes two days a week. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let you pick because you are only here a day or two during the week, so I'll let you decide. Would you rather talk about the uh, deadly, uncontrollable black fungus that's going to kill everybody variant from India, or would you rather talk about what's in these COVID vaccines that I found out today? Which one would you rather talk about? Oh, oh, I would rather talk about what's in the vaccine. Because quite frankly, this deadly super strain from India... Which that, we will talk um, about. ...is easily I'm, stopped. Well, yeah, obviously, I'm, obviously. But I'll save it for then. But I will just say this. It's so easy to stop a deadly super strain from India. Don't have any flights from India. It's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, it's a good place to start. And don't host the don't host the G seven with reps from India. That's not a good thing. But that's that's actually playing into the fact that the India strain even exists. And we'll talk about that because I have something on that yes. as well. Yes, let's. So, okay, this is a document that is put out by the state government of Connecticut. It's certified by the Connecticut Department of Public Health the state of Connecticut in the United States. I went to ct.gov slash COVID vaccine to get it. It's freely up there. This is on their actual government listed website. Anybody can go and look this up. Now they got a hold of two vaccines. They got a hold of the Pfizer vaccine and they got a hold of the Moderna vaccine. And if you look in those along with Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca, but those have had problems. They've been pulled off. Those are not the most prominent ones. The two most prominent ones at the moment, Pfizer and Moderna. So let's talk about those. They took these vials because the inserts that are coming in these things are blank. There's nothing on them. You can't see what's in them. And Bill Gates won't tell you what's in them. So let's look at this. They got a hold of these things. They put them under microscopes and they said, all right, let's find out the ingredients. Let's start with Pfizer. Now, oddly enough, this was not the this was not the shocking one. The shocking one was the Moderna one. That's the one that's heavily funded by by Gates. That's his baby company. Yeah, we'll talk about that one second. But let's talk about this one first. Pfizer BioNTech. They're saying that's a 95 percent effectiveness, right? So you need two shots at 21 days apart. I haven't quite figured out why that is, but okay. Uh, approved for use in people aged 16 years and older. All right. 
the ingredients messenger ribonucleic acid mrna lipids uh boy that's a long word <laughs> potassium chloride which will stop your heart in large doses uh monobasic potassium phosphate sodium chloride which is salt dibasic sodium phosphate dihydrate and sucrose okay so there's your ingredients explanation of the ingredients lipids nanolipids or tiny fat molecules that protect the mRNA and provide a greasy exterior that help the mRNA slide inside cells. Nanolipid components components in the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine include, and then of course they list the long words that are like, you know, six inches long across the page, and I, I don't even want to attempt that. Uh, but basically it's, it's those lipids and some cholesterol and a couple others, which cholesterol, those are lipids too, in a way. Uh, salts, so what do the salts do? The uh, the sodium chloride, what does that do? It helps to balance the acidity in your body. Uh, the following salts are included in the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. Potassium chloride, monobasic potassium phosphate, sodium chloride, and dibasic sodium phosphate dihydrate. Sugar, right, which is sucrose. So sugar, basic table sugar, also known as sucrose, can be found in the Pfizer, uh, Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. This ingredient helps the molecules maintain their shape during freezing. Okay, so it's meant to be like a stabilizer. I get it. This does not contain eggs, preservatives, or latex. All right, that's the Pfizer one. So let's look at the Moderna one. This is the interesting one. This is what caught me. 94% effective, it's said to be. Two shots at, to at taken at 28 days apart. Again, don't know why. Approved for use in people ages 18 years of age and older. So the ingredients. Messenger ribonucleic acid, which is the mRNA. Lipids, again. One of the lipids stood out to me. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. SM-102, polyethylene glycol. Hmm. Polyethylene glycol? Yes, sir. Is that is that not like aviation category fuel or something? We'll get to that. Okay. Cholesterol and uh, a couple other things, uh, tromethamine, hydrochloride, uh, acetic acid, uh, acetic acid, sorry, sodium, uh, sodium acetate and sucrose. So the explanation of the ingredients on this one, the mRNA, like the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine, Moderna also uses mRNA technology to build antibodies against COVID-19. The lipids are the nanolipids that deliver the uh, vaccine to the recipient's cells. So the remaining ingredients, uh, including acids, uh, acid stabilizers, salt, sugar, uh, all work together to maintain the stability of the vaccine after it's produced. So they are put in there as stabilizers. Also does not contain eggs, preservative or latex. Okay. So um, I suppose we should just stop right there. And it says also here, they put the usual warning for some people, COVID-19 can cause severe illness or death. Getting vaccinated not only protects you from COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. And then, of course, they go on to talk about the facts of mRNA and, uh, you know, mRNA vaccines prepare our immune systems, blah, 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 and all the rest of it. Yeah, the usual talking points and, and propaganda that we hear. But the one thing that you pointed out and you caught it right away was this ingredient in Moderna, in Moderna's vaccine, the SM-102, the polyethylene glycol. Well, what is polyethylene glycol? Which you kind of started to uh, go down that path. So uh, I went over to uh, just, I mean, there, there, you can pull these online. You can pull, um, uh, I went to OSHA and got this. Uh, which is the uh, the organization that oversees a lot of uh, safety procedures in the United States as far as like chemical handling, material handling um, in working in like chemical plants and, and things of that nature. So you have to do things by OSHA standards in the U.S. if you want to operate uh, in, in the aspect of like material handling and safety and procedures and things like that. So what is this? Well, they have a listing for it and it is quite shocking uh, what is in this. Uh, the trade name is SM-102, which is exactly what's in there. The polyethylene glycol. Article number 33474, if anybody wants to know. Application of substance uh, substance, the or the mixture of it for research only. This is, again, this is OSHA. This is their safety data sheet. For research only, not for human or veterinary use. Interesting. The two vaccines that you're talking about are they both the ones that have to be stored at minus 70 degrees sorry yeah minus 17 degrees yeah and the polyethanol glycol is basically an agent that allows things to get to very low temperatures without actually being frozen i think because well, we use something we use something similar inside believe it or not toad array sonars the sonar transducers in a large toad array sonar cable are encased in paraffin and other ethanol-based liquids so that they don't freeze at, at low, you know, at great 
depth and low temperature. Is is that why they put it in? Perhaps. Well, possibly. It's so that specific. It has many medical uses. Um, if you've ever gone in for surgery uh, and re- you required um, purging your bowels beforehand, that that's what you use. It's a laxative. Um, oh. It, it's, um, let's see, they also use it and they do list it as uh, part of the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines as you were Is it both? There. Is it both in there? Is yeah, it Pfizer and Moderna? It's okay. saying both. Yeah. What I found was interesting about this is one of the classifications in here that they off, that they talk about as hazards. They say highly flammable liquid and vapor, okay? Um, <laughs> they also have on here <laughs> the skull and crossbones. It's fatal if it comes in contact with the skin. Uh, and the other health hazards, this is what caught me right here. This one, this point specifically on this. Suspected of causing cancer, suspected of damaging fertility, or the unborn child causes damage to the central nervous system, the kidneys, the liver, and the respiratory system throughout through prolonged or repeated exposure. So um, that sounds like a warning label on every liquid in the state of California. Just just to <laughs> throw that out there. Yes, but uh. you know how GP explained that to us at one point in time. If you have a building that at one point in time had a layer of paint from 1967, then you have to completely redo everything in your entire building, even though it's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So technically speaking, a lot of our medications are tight. The, the thing about this is, is it's a small enough dosage going through the different uses that we have uh, for it. I would say it's been in use for a long, long time uh, as far as um, medically using it. Um, I'm seeing other uh, experiments they're doing with it, uh, fusing uh, axons, uh, basically, uh, nerve and um, spinal cord injuries uh, helping with that um, like I said the laxatives the uh, hydrogels using it for some I don't know what that one's used for gum disease it looks like still I mean my goodness man you know they're, they're putting this right in in these things that I mean I'm sorry that that's a cause for concern for me especially when you look at the people that are pushing this yeah uh, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned as well but I'm trying to stay open-minded um, about it. Perhaps this is the main reason why they they had to have that waiver to prevent them from prosecution because of they they couldn't get this these vaccines together without that particular component uh, and if it's still on the list of not to be used for human or veterinarian medicine that's probably why they they needed to um to have the the waiver from prosecution in the event of any bad thing happening from someone who's vaccinated. Well, they have waivers from prosecution on everything anyway. They've been given liability protection all the way across the board. That's how they're still able to do this because we've never been able to sue them. Another thing to keep in mind, though, is this polyethylene glycol comes in multiple molecular weights. So depending on what weight they used also determines the toxicity of uh, of that to the human body. So if you're using a lower weight one, uh, my understanding is it's less toxic. It is toxic still, just like a bunch of things that we consume. It's just it's a mild or, or a low toxicity is how they list it. So that warning label of the, the Jolly Roger, they do that for anything that's toxic. Uh, there's varying degrees of that when you go through the, the, the list of, uh, of um, yeah, the I, I forget what they're called, but you'll see them on, you'll see the labels on like um, trucks uh, uh, transporting, you know, like big tankers and stuff. They'll the have a warning label on it. Yeah, they, they have different varying degrees of how toxic it is, acidic or, you know, any of those, things, uh, you know, or explosive, combustible. What I, what, what I find most fascinating about those lists of ingredients in each of those, those vaccines uh, and what I would like to know is and I'm gonna try and say it. Is it messenger ripo- riponucleic acid? Yes. So the RM DNA. RNA. Um, RNA. Right. What does that do? I watched a program a while back um, about CRISPR, which was the process basically to re-engineer your own DNA in the event of an illness, so that you could actually fix yourself. And the kit was about $14 to extract your own DNA, do this experiment or do, do this process and, and put it back into yourself. And, and that never really seemed to catch on, despite the fact in 2013, it seemed the biggest advance in science that 
or medical science at least that, that we'd ever had and it, it never went any further so what do these mrnas do and i think what they do as far as i can gather is make your body produce the protein spike that is present in covid that protein spike which was as far as we're all concerned anyway the result of gain of function research funded by fauci um conducted in wuhan so it makes your body make the spike it's then your own body's system that identifies that spike as a danger and uh, is it there's b cells and t cells i think and they attack and attach themselves to the spike and neutralize it so when you get covid and the virus is in your body and that spike is present those b and t cells will be doing the same thing anyway so all they're saying is with these vaccines is that we're going to let your body see what it looks like first and then your own immune system will take care of it. Well, I think that's that, that, that's, that to me just smells like a great big con because your body would do it anyway if you were infected. Unless... What they want, un unless, unless... Unless they're priming the pump, if you will, as in they're setting the stage down the line. Well, quite possibly... As in, your body yeah. will behave differently if you come in contact with a similar virus. Uh, yeah, and, and Ned explained it to me a while back because he'd done some serious research on it, although GP's our resident expert in all things virus and, and inoculation or vaccination. But there were cases, you know, documented, recorded cases, and that were the subject of lawsuits where... Certain types of vaccination have gone horribly wrong and created the thing we know as a cytokine storm. And and this is what you're suggesting, I believe, is it not, Johnny? That it could be prepping to create that. Yes, as in you have your system altered now, as in the way that it will alter your system to uh, react on the spike protein. Your body comes in contact with that virus again later. And what happens? It's lights out. Now... I can go back and I can reference the study that was released by the uh, Biological Research Facility in Galveston, Texas, and that's what they found. They found exactly that. When they tried to create a uh, an mRNA vaccine for the SARS coronavirus, and what happened? All of the animal test subjects died when they were challenged with a SARS virus. So they were vaccinated with the mRNA, they developed antibodies against it, and then when they were exposed later, later, when they were exposed, so it, as in the, the, what the research paper said is when they were challenged with that virus, uh, their bodies went into overdrive. They had a cytokine storm and their own immune systems killed them by way of either a heart attack, a stroke, or a blood clot. We have to be very careful because we've accused the mainstream media and organizations like the World Economic Forum, the UN, the World Health Organization of promoting Project Fear. So we have to be careful not to. I agree. I tell you what, before yeah. you do that, I want you to hear uh, Klaus Schwab's, um, sh shall we say, the second in charge of the World Economic Forum. Okay, he's the, uh, he's the managing director of the World Economic Forum. I want you to hear what he has to say about the next pandemic. There will be another crisis. Uh, it will be more significant. And, you know, we need to actually start preparing for that now. When we do see this next crisis, it will be faster than what we've seen with COVID. Uh, the exponential growth rate will climb, uh, be much steeper. Uh, the impact will be greater. And as a result, the economic and social uh, implications will be even more significant. Was that Klaus or was that somebody else? That was the second in charge of the World Economic oh. Forum. That was Klaus's uh, right-hand man. Well, like I was going to say, we have to be careful not to um, instill fear in people um, who may have taken the decision to have the vaccine. But I just don't like the idea of messing with your own DNA by adding this messenger DNA that causes your body to make changes. Pregnancy, in effect, you have some different DNA starts to grow inside the womb. And could that not be? seen as a foreign body and attacked in some cases autoimmune disorders prevent people from carrying you know 
pregnancy to full term because your own immune system attacks the embryo. So making these changes, training your body to uh, recognize or you know, you recognize a, a certain protein spike, I think it's, it could have long-term, unforeseen, uh, not properly considered repercussions. And given what we think of Gates, who's driving all this with his Planned Parenthood, with his eugenic ideas, with his getting carbon emissions or population growth down to zero. In fact, he didn't even say population growth. He said population. Said population, yeah. You know, when you combine these things, it should start alarm bells ringing. But the last thing I want to do is cause somebody to become extremely fearful. But all I can say is I will not be having that jab. And I don't intend to procreate at my age, so it shouldn't be a concern. But where it does concern me is the younger generations whose offspring will be paying my pension long into my old age. I want them to have healthy, happy babies. And I'm not sure that it's a good idea to mess with your DNA if you intend to get pregnant and have children. Well, it also raises the question about uh, these other things that we're seeing, doesn't it? I mean, they are so hell-bent on getting people to take this thing, but why? Why? Like I said yesterday and the day before, we covered it two days ago, and it hasn't changed. You've got members of the New York Yankees baseball team. They're fully vaccinated. They're down with COVID. You've got 232 deaths that have uh, COVID deaths that have been reported by the CDC, of all people, of people that are fully vaccinated. You've got people going into hospitals that are testing positive for COVID that are vaccinated. You've got TV personalities like Bill Maher. He's down with COVID. He's fully vaccinated. The German health minister is fully vaccinated. He's down with COVID. So the question becomes, do they even work? They want you to take them, but why? Why? Nearest I can tell, I don't see any benefit. I have a lot of questions. I don't see any benefit. The questions and the skepticism outweigh the benefit as far as I'm concerned. You got a 99.7% chance on average across all age groups of surviving it. Why would you take something like that? And on top of that, they've redefined what herd immunity is. You're not going to reach herd immunity if you don't get vaccinated. What the hell kind of science or logic is that? What about people that have already had it? Do you know, even according to, to Dr. Michael Yaden, which all of us here are familiar with, if you come in contact with a SARS virus and you survive it, if you're young and healthy, I mean, the key here is is to be healthy enough to, to have vitamins and minerals, you know, the proper vitamins and minerals in your system to be able to fight it off. And you have a, a, a more than substantial chance of surviving it. But if you come in contact with one, your immunity will last you minimum of 20 years, if not the rest of your life. Now, I trust that man's credentials more so than I trust any of these other people that are out there uh, pushing their uh, their anti-science, uh, wh whatever this is, that they're calling uh, people that don't agree with them anti-science. But to my point, though, about vaccine effectiveness, I, I want to play this here. This is, uh, this is about 30 seconds. This is the head of the World Health Organization, uh, Tredos uh, or whatever his name is. Uh, Tredos, you, you guys know who I'm talking about? No, but I'll take your word for it. Okay. All right. Well, listen to this. He again, head of the World Health Organization. Listen to this. Vaccine would be essential for bringing the pandemic under control, which is why WHO proposed the ACT Accelerator. But it's important to emphasize that a vaccine will complement the other tools we have, not replace them. A vaccine on its own will not end the pandemic. Surveillance will need to continue. People will still need to be tested, isolated, and cared for. Contacts will still need to be traced and quarantined. Communities will still need to be engaged, and individuals will still need to be careful. We still have a long road to travel. Those are fighting words, gentlemen. Yeah. So these vaccines that are the be-all and end-all are not the be-all and end-all. Um, no. Surveillance... Uh, restrictions, yep. uh, loss of freedoms will have to persist. Correct. According and, to according to what he just said, uh, Tedros is his name. I'm sorry, Tedros. Tedros. Yeah. 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 Well, he can go to hell. That's what people I, people think that they're just going to go out and, and take one of these. They're going to get their vaccine passport, and that's going to be the end of it. That's my point. Is they're being conned. They're they're being lied to. I mean, that's that's it. Is it's it's like what Doctor Yaden said. It's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Do, do any of us here disagree that the planet is slightly, just a little bit, overpopulated? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you had to ask the question, didn't you? Yeah. I, 
I don't think that it is overpopulated. I think that it's I think the population is mismanaged. How does that sit with you? Well, actually, that that's worse. Sorry. The idea of managed population. So we'll have, oh, we need this many people here. We've got too many people in this place and, and so on. It is another removal of freedoms. We should be born free and able to move around freely. But, of course, we can't because there's borders, there's immigration control, there's rules, there's laws, there's physical obstacles to stop us from just getting anywhere we want to be. So that the concept of, of managing the population, I think, is exactly what these cretins are trying to do. And they're maybe trying to manage it down to zero. Maybe I need to maybe I need to rephrase here just for just for clarification purposes. When I say the population is mismanaged, I didn't mean it in the fact that we need someone to come in and manage it because I agree with you. That's exactly what they're trying to do. My point, I guess, was if you get the civilization to a certain point, if you allow them, to, if you get government out of the way. Is, is basically what I was saying. If you get them out of the way and you allow people to develop themselves, once a population reaches a certain stage or a civilization reaches a certain stage, it will stabilize. Their populations will stabilize and the population control mechanisms will be put in automatically. The, the thing is, is by saying the planet, I, I disagree with the entire premise that the planet is being uh, overpopulated because the only, the only conclusion to that logically if the planet is overpopulated is we have to regulate it. And as Johnny was saying, if you leave it alone and let uh, civilization progress on its own, once it becomes industrialized and uh, you know the, the country becomes more wealthy, um, you run into situations like America, Japan, and Germany. Uh, and Germany. They're, they're basically, the entire Western world is, is barely um, having enough childbirths to sustain itself, right? So uh, in, in a sense, we will stabilize ourselves. Some of the initial studies I had heard was, it was something like 4 billion is all we should have. And then it, it went to 7 billion and then 9 billion. And the, the most recent one I've heard is 14 billion. So what, what that says to me is as we progress, our technology advances, we become more efficient with what we have and discover new things. Uh, our, the viability of the planet is only going to increase. And then on top of that, you industrialize things and so on and so forth. So basically, I, I, I have to, I agree with Johnny a bit um, saying just get government out of the way, get government out of the way, get these Klaus Schwab's and the, the, the world dominators out of the way and let humanity progress on its own. And I, I think uh, um, it, it'll sustain itself. And if we continue progressing like we are, you're going to have people like um, uh, Musk with SpaceX that are going to try to push humanity forward and we get to space, start colonizing planets. Um, honestly, I, I think that is something that we as as the human race really need to get on top of and start getting out to other planets. Because when you start spreading out and you have us across different planets, solar systems, and you get us across the galaxy, it's going to be much more difficult for some dictator to come in and start uh, control and then start depopulating things. You, it, it makes it more difficult for a Hitler to come to power or a Mao or something like that. And then, uh, especially in modern times, if they were to come to power and then get a hold of nuclear weapons, for example, and uh, use nuclear weapons, that only that that that's a uh, that would be an end scenario for the human race. Um, and then you have other scenarios that we don't have control of. You know, asteroids. You know, those kind of things. So. I, I agree with a lot of what you said, but the reason I asked the question is where we have a virus with a 99.97 survival rate, why are these people who do think the planet is overpopulated and do want to reduce population growth uh, and, and even population, why are they so keenly pushing forward vaccines that purportedly will save millions upon millions of lives. It doesn't add up. The fact is that COVID-19 and all its variants only kill people with poor immune systems, the, the immunocompromised, and people with pre-existing morbidities. Other than that, it appears to be just a really bad cough and cold that healthy people can shake off in no time at all. So why has there been this massive push for 
vaccines. And I think it's because it's part of the end game, as I'm sure you two do as well. But again, what we've got to do is be careful not to create the fear or create any fear because that's what they've used against us. So we would be as guilty as they are if we started to completely freak people out by claiming something we haven't necessarily got proof for. But on the uh, Telegram page, I I posted a list of uh, coincidences, which were originally written by, uh, let me just find it, originally written by someone called Bartholomew Chiroscuro. First one starts off, it is merely a coincidence that the original viral outbreak occurred in Wuhan, a city with one of the largest viral laboratories in the world, studying the exact exact same group of viruses. So that, that was the first lie that they told us, wasn't it? That the virus came from a wet market in Wuhan, but not from the lab. Definitely not from the lab, uh, you know, rather than any other city or town in China or the world that didn't have an enormous set of labs studying viruses. It is merely a coincidence that the investors and controllers of this lab included all of the companies which would profit most from heavily or profits most heavily from a vaccine development and individuals like Bill Gates, who would also profit most heavily from rapid global vaccine initiatives. And it goes on and on and on with coincidence after coincidence after coincidence. There's about there's about 12 in all, and they're all large scale events that have happened to us that we are being told to treat as a coincidence. It's not a conspiracy. It's not a plan. It's all an accident. And we're doing the best we can to to solve it. But when does when does this long chain of coincidence end and people finally start seeing each of these events for what they are? I, I don't have an answer. It was a rhetorical question, but it's there on our Telegram page, that long list of coincidences and any of our listeners who haven't subscribed to telegram get on board have a look we post stuff there on a daily basis and it's interesting and eye-opening and it's the kind of thing you can use to persuade your skeptic sorry your non-skeptic friends the ones that are buying all this bs from government and globalist organizations you know, more and more, that lab leak theory is being poked up to the surface. Even the, as uh, horrible she is, the uh, the CDC director herself, Rochelle Walensky, said that the lab leak theory is entirely possible. You've got congressmen like the one from my state, for example, Jim Jordan, who has said that uh, lab leak is needs to be investigated. The origins of the virus need to be investigated. Uh, Senator Rand Paul, of course, we played a clip here of him last week. Uh, grilling Fauci to his face, talking about the gain-of-function research that he's doing uh, in those labs in China. That's not up for debate. You know, I, I know that that's... I know you say that we don't need to be falling into the same trap as as the mainstream media, and I, I, full, I fully agree with you on that. But we proved the Fauci lab connections over a year ago. And now, thank God, you have that coming out by the, the, the people that are in positions that need to make that information known. As far as... What we do to, um, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I guess, you know, I've always heard this thing and I, and I know it working in the system, the wheels of justice turn very slowly. And if you're going to get these people, then you, you just, uh, I'll put it this way. When you go after a group of hardened criminals, you do it all the way or you don't do it at all. But with Fauci, and I personally, I, and I don't know this for a fact, this is just pure speculation on my part. I think they're going to burn Fauci, in my humble opinion. I think they're going to burn him. Uh, same thing with Schwab. I think they're going to burn him. That doesn't mean that they're going to go down alone. They'll throw a couple of, you know, a couple of sheep in there with them. But I think that they need something to stop what's coming. And when I say stop what's coming, you can't just put Brexit back in the box. You, you can't just put the, the MAGA movement with Trump back in the box. You can't do that. You, you can't put what's going on in France with the movement there with the Front National. You can't put that back in the box. And they're trying to. What happens when you hold a beach ball underwater? Right? Everybody's done that. When you were kids, you had the beach ball, right? Or in the pool or whatever it is you have. Oh, it's nice and cool. You put it down under the water. You hold it there. What happens when you let go of it? It's going to shoot up out of the water. They're holding that beach ball under the water. They're doubling down. We know that they're doubling down even faster. They haven't admitted fault for anything, have they? 
as I said, they wouldn't. 18 months ago, I said, governments are not going to admit fault even when they're wrong. And they know they're wrong. They're wrong. They've been wrong through this entire thing. They don't admit fault. They always double down. That's all they've done. Everything hinges on what when it comes to this this agenda, right? It all hinges on testing, doesn't it? You don't have testing, you don't have cases. You don't have cases, well, you don't have justifications for masks. You don't have justifications for masks, well, you don't have justifications for social distancing. You don't have that, well, you don't have lockdowns. You don't have lockdowns, well, then you don't have vaccines. You don't have vaccines, well, you don't have vaccine passports. They take one part of it away, the whole thing falls apart. The European Union today said, oh, we're going to start requiring COVID passports. We've got this whole system that's all agreed on by all of us that none of you, the little people, voted for. That's going to come into effect. Same thing in the UK. You think you're going to get out of this. You're, you're not. Unfortunately, you're tied into this with everyone else. You guys have your own NHS app that's being converted into a COVID passport now. And it's interesting what's on that passport that was changed earlier this afternoon. The NHS app has been updated to include far more than vaccine jabs. Oh, yeah, it's going to include more than that. You thought it was just going to be about that? No, 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 no. It's now going to include data related to mental health, lifestyle, ethnic origin, biometric data, and alleged criminal data behavior. Now, what the hell does that have to do with taking a vaccine? Absolutely nothing, but it has got a lot to do with social credit scoring, hasn't it? All of it does, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've i not downloaded the app, and um, back in the first lockdown, when we were able to go to a restaurant and we, um, we booked to go to a restaurant, finally went out, and uh, they said, oh, just scan this QR code with your phone and that'll be fine. So I just waved my phone at the QR thing and carried on and walked away. But I think they've realized that many other people were doing exactly the same thing. So so now they want to, to make it absolutely necessary for you to have the app on your phone. What would be good is if about half of us just threw our phones away and didn't have a mobile phone again. I'd have to reinstall my landline, obviously. Right here, right here. Yeah. You see this? Yeah, I know. This is I know. This is a this is a phone that is not associated with Google or Apple. Mm. And phones like this, all the Google software has been stripped out, all of it, everything. And you have absolute control over everything. You know what's amazing about this? This is called a crypto phone. Anybody can do these. Uh, there's only certain models that you're able to do them on, but anybody can do these. And oddly enough, it's <laughs> when you start looking into how to do these, you'll be surprised at the irony uh, when you figure it out. Uh, but there's other phones that are on the market now, too. Uh, there's several German companies that are making what are called Linux phones. And it's a, Linux is the operating system. I'm sure you've, you, even if you're not familiar with it, you've heard of the system, the operating system. Obviously, it's not as popular as, as Windows, but uh, they're just they're taking phones. They're, they're taking um, uh, new model phones that they're putting together and they're putting Linux on them. And you, the user, you have absolute control over everything, just like I do with this. Do you know what this phone does? It's amazing what this phone does. You know what this phone that I have in my hand, do you know what it does? It does absolutely nothing. It does nothing. That's what a phone is supposed to do. A phone doesn't do anything until you tell it what you want it to do. That's how it's supposed to work. But we're, we're all too stupid not to have something that does everything for us, aren't we? We're all too, you know, backward and, and, and we need we need something to suggest uh, what we, we might like to buy or go and see or, or do because we, we've lost the ability to think for ourselves. And why have we done that? Uh, we've done it because we've been subjected to huge ad campaigns and publicity campaigns by the big tech companies that tell us that this is what we must have and this is what we must do. And if we haven't got it, then we're just not cool and we're not being the best we can be. So I still, I still stand by, even though you've got that marvellous piece of technology there, I bet you a pound to a pinch of snuff that it's got Huawei parts in. Uh, this one, as far as yeah. I know, it does. As far as I know, it does not. Uh, it uh, runs yeah. off of it runs off of uh, their own chipset. Well, it'd be interesting interesting to see where they get those chips from. Even so, there's no backdoors into the system. It's not about the chips you have in the phone. It's about the software that they can access. There's no backdoors into the system. It's a completely closed off system. I hope it is. I, I hope it is. And I might consider getting one, but I'd, I'd just rather throw it away. I'd just rather not have a phone. Well, um, the, thing, it's, the, the confusing part comes when you do uh, a phone like that. The confusing part comes in, where do you get 
apps, right? That's the confusing part because when you load it up and you're like, oh my God, there's no app store. There's no, uh, I mean, literally when you load it up, there's a camera app, there's a texting app, there's a phone app, and there's a web browser. That's it. There's nothing else. So you have to have uh, an idea as to where you need to go in order to get apps. Most of the apps that you're going to use, I mean, do you really need, honestly, and, and I'm being 100% serious, do you really need YouTube? Do you really need it? I mean, no, because you can are, type in YouTube to your browser and it takes yeah, but you you're still to- Yeah, but you're still tracked that way. So you don't want to do that. You don't, you're still associated with the company. They're still pulling data from you. So you don't want to do that. There are alternatives out there, as in there's other gateways that you can go through that will mask your ID. Same thing with, um, like, for example, we use Telegram uh, for a number of things. And you can get their application directly from their website that doesn't have all the, the Google tracking stuff in it. You don't have to use that system. Same thing with uh, Signal. I mean, start looking into these other privacy apps. Uh, when you do that, then you can go and get that app directly from their website if you want. And there's ways that you can browse the internet that keep you completely anonymized as well. Uh, and there's also ways that you can use the applications on your phone. Like, for example, with this phone, uh, it's fantastic. And I actually showed Bruce how to do this on his, and I can show you how to do it on yours if you want. What you can do, there's a system that you can actually install on these things that will allow your phone to only channel traffic to a certain way. Otherwise, the phone will not work unless you you can't access anything unless you have that system turned on. And what it'll do, it'll literally bounce your data around the world four or five different times in random places before it gets to the other end and vice versa. So they never know where you are. So there's just simple little things that you can do that can help you increase your... Um, I don't want to say operational security, but that's kind of what it is, isn't it? Because that's yeah, what we've tied everything. That's exactly what it is. What I'm more interested in is the fact that you're sat there in Germany and that pencil you have with the black and yellow uh, and with the red tip, you can get them everywhere across the world. Mm -hmm. Whichever company it is that makes those pencils, they're probably as rich as Gates is because everywhere you go, you can find a pencil like that. And what are they doing with their with their vast wealth from their pencil industry. Are they trying to um, give us all a vaccine that may or may not cause a cytokine storm and when we're exposed to the next big virus? No, they're not. They're probably sat on a beach somewhere in the Bahamas, really enjoying the fact that they inherited this this fantastic pencil company. And that's what dickheads like Gates, you know, cartoon characters like Schwab. He reminds me of Droopy, the... Um, the the dog from the the Looney Tunes. I never thought um, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Droopy the dog. Yeah. Oh me, oh my! I just knew that would happen. And does doesn't he? He does know was, it's going to happen because he's thinking, bloody planning it. Yeah, I was thinking it was more along the lines of uh, you know Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. No, Eeyore's no? Eeyore's uh, for, for start for some reason in in the films Eeyore's got an American accent. Well, that's true, but. You also said that Klaus has a terrible French accent. His, no, his, his, his English accent is is um, is just sinister. That That's it. It is. When he yeah. speaks in English, he it's just sounds down. sinister. Yeah. And, you know, that's why wasps have got black and yellow stripes on. It's a warning. So somewhere along the, the line, the, the great creator thought, right, he's a wrong un. I'm going to give him a Bond villain accent so everybody knows he's a wrong un. I, th- I think that's what's happened there. Mm-hmm. I'm just being flippant, obviously. Yeah, we've uh, we've got Cyber Polygon coming up uh, here in I want to say about a month and a half. About about a month and a half. You got it coming up. Uh, they're going to be war gaming. Do you remember how they did 201? Bill Gates did 201. Yeah. 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 Well, they're going to run something called the Cyber Polygon event. It's going to be hosted by the World Economic Forum, and they're going to war game out a cyber pandemic. And I'm sure you've, of which we've played it here several times. I'm not going to do it again, but I'm sure you've heard dear old Klaus talking about uh, the cyber pandemic that, that could, could potentially. COVID-19 seem like a mere distraction. Uh-huh. Yeah, that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's talk about this for the last uh, 10 or 15 minutes here or so. Uh, new India variant could pose a serious disruption to full reopening in June, Boris Johnson has said. So now you have over, upwards of 3,000 cases that have been found uh, in the United Kingdom, and they don't know what they're going to do. There's a horrible, horrible outbreak, and it can't be contained. And, and well, they're just going to have to uh, roll out these passports and, and stop you from where you're going to go. And uh, and they might have to just lock everything back down again uh, to to combat the uh, the deadly uh, black fungus killer from India. Yeah, it's it's that thing that you keep on about that obsessive affirmation or whatever it is. 
successive approximation. Or I knew what it was. Successive. Was now you've got me saying it. Successive yeah. approximation. But let's talk about that for a second. Right. Successive approximation. Approximation means uh, you're, you're you're roughly estimating something. It's approximately this. Right. It's approximately that. Right. When you first said that some time ago, it immediately stuck in my head that you didn't say that. You said successive proclamation, as in stating something to the public, broadcasting something. uh, It's one after the other. That makes more sense than what you say. However, I take it for granted that you're right and I'm wrong. But I think obsessive affirmation is a bad thing. Affirmation? No, it's a song by Savage Garden, Affirmation. That's absolutely Oh, I got it. Yeah, okay. All right. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said that while rising cases of the India variant of the Chinese coronavirus will will not affect phase three of unlocking the country on Monday, if the strain is found to pose a serious disruption to our progress, it could be more difficult to fully lift the restrictions next month. And they're already saying... Uh, yeah, those uh, th- those jabs they're 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 not going to be enough to to combat this variant. So you're going to need a booster jab uh, to to do this, and of course that'll all be worked into your uh, to, to your COVID passport uh, as well. Uh, right. And you heard what he said. You heard what he said. He said we played the clip here. I can go back and get it again. But he played. We played the clip here. He said the vaccines weren't what brought the cases down. It were the lockdowns, and we know that. Um. Yeah. He he's a liar. Um, so we could just leave it there if you wanted to. But this country, the United Kingdom, um, owes a great debt to India, believe it or not, because it was part of the British Empire for a very long time. The stamp of of Britain is firmly upon India. And we've got lots of Indian families here. And they've been living and working in the United Kingdom uh, since the 18th century maybe earlier, and you're going to have travel between India and the United Kingdom. I don't know who's traveling at the moment, but clearly people must be traveling and bringing the variant with them if it is a real thing at all, which I am starting to believe that it definitely isn't a real thing, but it is going to be used as an excuse to slap the restrictions back on just when we think we're out of the woods. And people in this country at the moment are getting happier. They're getting more and more buoyant about being able to do things again and go places. Oh, oh, goodness. No, you hear what you're talking about? They're going to have to stop that. We can't have happy people. But it's it's the worst kind of of mind control, isn't it? You make someone miserable, then you make them happy. Then you make them even more miserable because they were, you know, if if you're at a constant state of pessimism, you're very seldom disappointed. But if you start to get optimistic and then get slapped down, you slowly go through that plateau of constant pessimism into depression. And and that's what I see as the plan of yeah. successive approximation. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I've actually got, uh, uh, where is it? Uh, I've actually got something around here somewhere. I, I don't exactly have it with me right now. Uh, I had it pulled up earlier, but they're they're saying that the numbers of you know what? Just give me just a second, and I'll pull it. Uh, where was it? Right here. I, I got the numbers right here. They say the uh, uh, in Great Britain the depression more than doubles since before the COVID pandemic. So the proportion of people over the age of sixteen who have experienced some form of depression has more than doubled since before. Uh, the outbreak. Figures released on Wednesday by the Office for National Statistics show that between January 27th and March 7th, 21% of over 16s, which the ONS describes as an adult in Great Britain, had experienced some form of depression. The British government's statistics uh, authority noted it was more than double than it observed uh, before the pandemic last year. That was uh, between July 2019 and March 2020. The figure was 10%. You're right on the money on that. Well, obviously, because I'm very competitive and enjoy when I'm right, I should like that fact, but it doesn't actually give me any pleasure at all. I know I've got friends who are becoming more and more depressed, people who are slipping off of uh, social media because it's, it's just getting to them, not able to work because of depression, even people who have have got to the absolute limit of depression and and made attempts on their lives. It's not fair. It's not honest. It's not decent. It's evil what 
is happening to a lot of people in this country globally through this pandemic. And this, it's going to get better. Everything's going to be fine. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's not. We're going to have to go back into full restrictions. We're going to have to be locked down again. Oh, but you can go out in about a month. Are you, are you all ready to go out? Have you booked your holiday? Have you done oh, that? No. Oh, forget it. No, yeah, no, you, you got to. Yeah, you got to. You got to wait. And well, if you're going to travel, you can only go to these places. And then when you get there, you have to abide by all these. And then, of course, you're going to have to do all this testing and and, and you're going to have to quarantine now. And yeah, and you're going to have to take one of these boosters now because there's this new uh, black. I don't know where the black fungus thing came from, but th that's what they're. Yeah. Yeah. Did did I did I mention on the last podcast about the the quarantine hotels? Was you it? did. I did. Yeah. If you don't go to one of the countries that are on the green list, then when you come back, you still have to book yourself into a quarantine hotel and they are at charging your, at, at your own expense. At your, your own expense. And it's around about £1,400 per person uh, for a 10 day stay in one of these hotels. So, you know, most people haven't got a huge amount of money. And if they've saved up to go on their holiday, their vacation, uh, depending on what side of the pond you're from, they're not going to have £1,400, which is about $1,700 or thereabouts, to spend 10 days in a crap hotel after they've been. So they just won't go. And then so, you have to spend £149 each on a COVID test. On testing. Yeah, on testing. But at the moment, we're being advertised and told about you know two free COVID tests per person per week. But as you say, if they don't do the testing, then you don't have any extra cases. And if you don't have any extra cases, the problem goes away. Yeah. And flu would be back. Who'd have thought we'd ever miss flu? Mm -hmm. wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be grand just to see good old commoner garden influenza back? But no, that doesn't exist anymore because somehow COVID has, has taken it over. Is there really a deadly India variant moping around out there? Is it is it really killing people like flies on the streets of Mumbai? Is that really going on? Or is that just fear porn that's being perpetuated by the mainstream media? What is the population of India? About 1.2 billion. 1.2 billion. The majority of them, the majority of the 1.2 billion live below the globally accepted poverty line. And are, and yeah. are malnourished. Yeah. They're malnourished. They haven't got immediate access to medical care. And... They live on the streets. Many, many live on the streets. So... The fact that these people are dying from flu is no big surprise, or an influenza-type COVID coronavirus is no surprise. Well, I the think fact that, that it's been spread... I, I think that it's, it, it's not... I, and I'm sorry to interrupt you on that, but uh, I think that we're, we're glossing over the fact of what they actually did. They were using therapeutics. The, the Indians were using therapeutics. They were using ivermectin uh, and hydroxychloroquine. They stopped using ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine back in January. And look what happened. Now you've got all this. They switched to vaccines back then because they were told to. And this is what you've got now. And of course, between now and then, or excuse me, between then and now, you've also got the uh, the president out there, Modi, who says, oh, we need a great reset. We need to go through and we need to rethink everything and start all over. So many big things have happened. Like I said, that whole list of in India, wasn't there a factory that caught fire and was destroyed? Yes, there was and a gas what was that explosion. factory? What was that factory producing? Uh, it was producing vaccines. And the supply of I, I'm going to struggle again because it's not a term we use a lot. Hydroxychloroquine. Correct. Yeah. Didn't the world just seem to run out all of a sudden? Yes. And of course, because the Donster had recommended quite foolishly that people swallow bleach to. <laughs> it's not what he said. But was it because of him being ridiculed that stopped other people from taking the, the preemptive measures like hydroxychloroquine and the, the, other, the other things you mentioned? I believe it was. I, I believe that was part of it. But uh, I mean, <laughs> no, nobody was out there really drinking bleach. I, I, I'm sorry. I, no, I, I, refused, to, I and, refused to believe that. And, and before I cut. No, he didn't even really say that. Before I cut out, that's what I was saying, that he, he was just spitballing. You know, sometimes he's a bit exuberant uh, and a bit ebullient. Like I can be sometimes. I'll waffle on and suddenly realise I've completely lost my thread. And I think that's what happened to Donald in that particular occasion. Uh, I want to play a clip here real quick of uh, 
uh, of what's going on in Mumbai, just from a regular old Joe Blow nobody who's just a guy walking down the street. Uh, he decided to take his phone out and start videoing what's going on. Uh, and this was posted just today. He's also a, uh, uh, a guy who runs a Telegram channel, uh, and he's got uh, quite a substantial following. But I want to play this now. 20 of May 2020, 20 of May 2021. And in Mumbai, we are having just a normal day. It is just past 11 a.m. Most of the shops are open. People are busy buying groceries and stuff. So whatever you are hearing about people dying in the streets in India, if you are still hearing it, it's all a lie. Do not believe all the liars. We are doing fine here. Did you guys see all that death in the streets? Shocking. Shocking. It was horrible. Those little... Um Black cars with the yellow roofs that they use as taxis. They're they're a death trap. Tuk tuks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they've got them down in uh they have got them down in Lisbon too. No, they um have you have you seen the driving in Mumbai? I have not experienced that, no. Um I I have experienced it briefly. Um and one day, um unfortunately Is it as bad as, it as, bad as the drivers in Rome? Uh oh, it's much worse. It's okay. much worse. Right. Because that down there I about had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was bad in Abu Dhabi until I lived in Saudi for a while. Then I realized that 12-year-old boys used to drive their six-year-old sisters to school. But Mumbai is 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 its own thing as far as bad driving is concerned. And there's an old joke. It goes something along the lines as, oh, uh, such and such, the elephant has died in the middle of this main thoroughfare, uh, drivers are told to treat it as a roundabout. But there doesn't seem to be anything going on in that video, did there? Uh, life seemed to be normal in yep. Mumbai, and he's st saying that it's a lie, that the, the variant is a lie. However, and it may just be the internet, it did sound like he kept saying 2020, and then mm -hmm. the word one was added on. Did you Did you notice that? Uh, that I did not, uh, but he did say at the end, you saw his lips move when he said one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it may just be a, a, a latency thing. Mm -hmm. But there you go. We, we don't know. And, and because I can't jump on a plane and go to Mumbai, I can't find out for myself. And as I don't trust the mainstream media as far as I can throw them, uh, and with something like Ipon Nagi, that's probably eight or nine feet, I won't know. I won't know until... The truth really starts to come out and people are starting to be taken to court for the crimes against humanity that they are committing. And by that, I mean my government, I mean your government, I mean these huge globalist organizations like the World Economic Forum, the UN, the World Health Organization, the sooner somehow someone's got to save us. Um, if there was ever a time when I would drop to my knees and start praying uh, as opposed to just being a man of my own belief system would be if the second coming happened now and those sons of you know what uh were held to account in in my lifetime so i can see it happen that's what i want most of all before i pass this mortal coil and join the choir immortal i want to see schwab soros gates fauci and uncle tom cobley and all in the dock that's what I really want. You know, I think that uh, you find out what happened on November 3rd. Once you do that, you find out what happened in that lab in Wuhan. Once you get to the bottom of those two things, you might get what you want. I do hope so. Hmm. All right. We're out of time today, so we are going to have to go. But uh, I do apologize, Bruce. Uh, Marty and I took all the time again. I, I, I'm sorry about that. I, yeah, I'm sorry, Bruce. Although you did, you know, disagree with me, which I'm, I'm most hurt and upset about. And I might have to cancel you. <laughs> well, I, I guess we're even then, since you guys took up all the time, yeah? Yeah, 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 we're <laughs> even. We'll, we'll call it quits. All right, uh, we are going to have to go. Uh, fantastic, as always. Great having you on today, Marty. I'm glad you're uh, glad you're feeling a lot better than you were last week. So uh, it's a shame we don't get you on the exclusive this week. You're, you're welcome to come back tomorrow if you want, if you want to uh, come on that. It's entirely up to you. Dra drag Ned along with you. Uh, it, he's he, he's busy doing all kinds of things. I spoke to him yesterday for the first time in about 10 days. But yeah, he, he's very busy, but we do hope to get him back soon. I've got another friend who wants to come on maybe sometime next week. 
Okay. But given his turn of phrase, it may be best if we leave that to the exclusive as well. Okay. You know the days, you know the time. Yeah. All right, for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there, get signed up to us. As Marty said, you get access to all of our podcasts we put out here every day. You also get access to our news feed, our comment section, our discussion board, uh, and all the rest of it. We do post up a lot of the audio that we play here on the podcast. We post, we post it up over there as a video so you can actually see it. Uh, we also post up some other things over there that you only get in that Telegram channel, such as our exclusive podcast once a week, only for our Telegram subscribers. So there is a benefit. So get over there and get signed up to us. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be great as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. Gentlemen, thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you for being here today, Marty. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday. If you are subscribed to us on Telegram, then we will see you on the exclusive tomorrow. Good night, gentlemen. Buenas noches. Buenas noches.